Hey, it's the Fosters After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we're breaking down Season 4, Episode 20, called Until Tomorrow, and here to help us do it is Peter Page. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Hello, hello! Welcome to the season finale! Oh my gosh. Guys, we got a special guest, Peter Pace. Thank you for being here. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. I love that you're all smiley and sway after that finale. We have to, we have to tease everybody. Think that it's we'll unpack it, don't you? Yeah. As y'all know, Peter is one of the co-creators. He also directed this beautiful episode. Thank you. This terrifying episode. Yes, good this chance. change series, changing episode, possibly. Oh, man, we have something to talk about. Let's do some intros. Um, I'm Jeff from Masters One. No, that's my Twitter handle. <laughs> that's not your birth name? <laughs> That's going to start happening. I'm surprised it hasn't started happening, that people haven't started naming their kid. Like, like this is my kid at the Peter Page. <laughs> you know there are the hashtags somewhere. Yeah. I am hashtag, uh, but my name's also Jeffrey. Call me Jeff. <laughs> Hannah? <laughs> I'm Hannah Pritchard. I tweet from at the Hotshot Dude. I'm Jillian Leff. I tweet from at Jillian Leff, and uh, you can chat with me, as always, using the hashtag ABTVFosters during the episode, or you can just tag me on Twitter. I will try to answer as many questions as possible. And I'm Stephanie Georgie. You can tweet me at Stephanie Georgie. Awesome. And if you're watching live and want to contribute, have questions for Peter or any of us, Jillian's on the phone right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. This oh, episode was like had, thug life. It had that like slow build, which was underscored like the just the urgency of it with mm. that score. I know we commented on the music before, but it's just... We have, well, we have an incredible composer, Michael Brook, who is like a world-class cinema composer. He mm-hmm. just is an extraordinary, extraordinary musician. He adds so much to the show. He did um, was it Brooklyn. Like, he, he's a big deal. He did Perks of Being a Wallflower. Like, yes, he's a big, um, actually, big deal composer. And he, glad that you mentioned that last time that he's yeah, so happy to have him he's, on And we, we, he, he just does an incredible job for us. And, and um, we have an incredible music supervisor, so all our music selections are really on point, And it, it's a real privilege. Just the song selection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also liked how this episode went from day to night, light yes. to dark. Right. Um, I noticed that immediately, especially when we heard the thunder when Lena was speaking. Yeah. And I obviously saw from the preview that the rain was going to be outside. So not only did the drama build in the episode, but also the atmosphere build. And I don't Absolutely. know if that was was that a choice because the colors changed too. Right. Yes. The, I mean, uh, everything's a choice. The rain wasn't necessarily a choice. That was God's choice. But oh, um, well, <laughs> but uh, we we had no choice to but to shoot in the rain. It was a rough night and, and props to all the actors and those unbelievable background uh, people who joined us for hours and hours and hours standing outside in the rain. Oh but um, but everything else around that, around the light to the dark and, and all of those pieces of it were, of course... Oh, the rain was decided. perfect. Yeah, I think it worked in your favor. I yes. know, I know, I agree. Because it was like... Awesome. It was kind of more dramatic. It like was. I felt like seeing them all soaking wet, like yeah. when we flew, when we you know panned outside and we saw that they were all like that and then Jesus running away... I don't know that for me like yeah. sort of made it like yeah, so I'm happy that, that, that it yeah. I don't I'm way. not going to disagree with yeah. you <laughs> wait so you see that it's going to rain on the day you're shooting how much warning do you have you know you, you how much warning do you have it's going to rain you don't know I mean <laughs> the problem is when you shoot a show on a schedule like ours with a budget like ours you can't just go like oh we're not going to do that today right. sometimes you can go like oh we can go to the studio today tomorrow we'll come back we're doing the finale like we were done we had we didn't have any choice. We was like, it's raining. We're gonna shoot. I so buckle up, able everybody. To, like, change that quickly though. Yeah. Like that's it's not just like it's not a different color. 
You know, it's like things get wet. Yeah, Yeah, things get wet, and you got to track it, and you got to think about, you know, for example, like, there's no real thunder when Lena is walking up to the mic. We add the thunder. Mm -hmm. There's the sound of raindrops in the subsequent scene, so you believe it's still raining, even though it wasn't. You know, we added some light raindrops in the van when Callie and Diamond are driving around with Russell, and and we carry that through, you know, into the premiere. So. Wow. I didn't realize until Jillian said it that this was one day in their lives, too. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good day. And well, I don't know about good. It was a big day. I don't know about a good day, but yeah. It was a big day. You're right. Not a good day, but it was just, I I don't know. There was something about it being just a full day. Oh, when is it going to end? And it end with yikes, you know? I don't know. It was just a lot. Yeah, and, and so this is going to be a big change for the show. We're going to obviously deal with Callie, but mm-hmm. even if she doesn't stay with Russell for you know three seasons, even, even, <laughs> well, uh, you know even if she stays just a couple episodes, there is that trauma. Yes. That, like, and, like dealing with that is crazy. This is a, this is a really heavy mm-hmm. storyline. Yeah, so I think it's the darkest thing we've ever done on the show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Was there any like talking to the network of like how far we're able to go, or they just trust you by now? They're pretty great. They're pretty supportive, and they, you know, freeform, you know, the, by rebranding, they've that sort of emboldened them even further. And there's been almost no pushback from them ever. I mean, they they're really on board with the stories we want to tell and how we want to tell them. And um, they're, you know, they, they they their notes are like are like, um, you know, look at this one little moment here, or does, you know, can you re- can we remember that this is still going on? I mean, that's what they. That's it. They're they're all on board. Wow, which I guess is great. Awesome. Also, green light. You don't green light a show like this if you're going to micromanage it. True. You know, they kind of know what to expect. Yes, I think. I, I yeah, I don't know about the micromanager not part of it, but they. But certainly, this is the show we promise them, and this is the show we you know deliver. So it's just like human trafficking for children. Mm. It was already dark enough it's... before Callie was in it, and now I'm like, right. whoa, whew. I like couldn't really talk after we finished this. Like coming in here, I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to say. I'm kind of like yeah. speechless about this. Yeah, so, it's rough. Yeah. It gets me. I mean, it still chokes. It chokes me up. I mean, I wrote it, I directed it, and <laughs> I cut it. I've seen it. I mean, I've seen it a billion times. And when you guys were watching it, I was watching your shoulder shaking. Right. You know, I had like a lump in my like right right there. You know, when you when you yeah. like swallow something too mm-hmm. big and it just like sits, and I still have it now. And I just wonder. And I, a lot of Twitter is wondering, and I don't know if you can answer this question, or maybe you don't want to, but everyone is really hoping, are we going to see a resolution in the beginning of season five? Uh, I, will, I will say only this. I promise you that season five will not be as relentlessly dark as this episode was. Okay. Cool. That's Obviously, we have to pick things up, and there's, there's stuff that there, – there are big, big problems that have to be solved, yeah. but there's um, – uh, something happens here that that changes a lot of things, okay. uh, including Callie. So, oh, wow. Well, I, I noticed yeah. too in the room because I think that it's important for us to see the other side of things. You know, we sort of were introduced to Diamond's story, and we can empathize with her. How amazing is Hope? She incredible. is incredible, wonderful. So She's bonkers, and the loveliest, loveliest human being. I just We've been so lucky to have her, so grateful to have her as a part of our world. Her scenes with Steph are probably some of our favorites from this season, when she like really goes there. I mean, she goes there every time, but when yeah. she really goes yeah. there, and to sort of see a window into the other side of things now, to have Callie, I think it's scary, but it's also important, because as a viewer, I'm craving that. Here's the thing. It's real. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that some unbelievable percentage of foster kids 
get end up getting sex trafficked. Mm-hmm. I mean, like an, like fifty percent. Like it's a crazy, crazy, crazy number, and it's a, a lot of them are perfectly smart and perfectly capable, like Callie is. These these people are masterminds at manipulating yeah. and capitalizing on people who feel unmoored, who feel like they don't have family, who feel I know Callie does, but but and that may ultimately be the thing that saves her. But but I mean it, it is we we were like let's let's do it, let's tell the truth of how this happens. Yeah. And like you were saying too, Hope who plays Diamond, mm-hmm. just like trying to convince Christina or Callie that like no really we can get you a record deal that she it's a bold faced lie that no one's believing but she so firmly was going with it no like no seriously I, I need something she I need was, this I, feel, I loved seeing her scared because it's not that she believed it she's like I don't care I need to tell you whatever you're gonna hear yeah. so you can, your ass can come with me so I don't die and that's what her ass still got excuse me she still got knocked on the head right when she walked in oh, God. you know she's not in a good place but it just goes to show like she had the opportunity but that's how scared you are yeah. to still go into it and to bring this girl that you know has nothing to do with anything but you're gonna do it anyways I love that shot by the way that slow-mo shot where she comes out of the van and we just follow them follow yes. them follow them and all of a sudden whap he's there yeah. on her head exactly. and you guys all four of you went oh yeah. I was be- <laughs> made me happy yeah. in a sick way well, in a sick way as it should have though and it added too that we went from handheld because I noticed that the camera all of a sudden Mm -hmm. got shifty and we were moving with it and it was it just the drama was just there like Mm -hmm. I felt like we were in the room and that's terrifying that's exactly that makes me super happy that's exactly how I as a director I wanted you to feel I wanted you to feel like you were in the the room plops down or like it was just I think what also created that was just the fact that Callie was frozen and not speaking and that was our reaction too yeah Yeah. and never chose to look up it was so Uh it was so and I found myself just thinking like don't say anything good just stay like like you know kind of trying to advise her Hmm. because what do you do in that moment and even she knows as much as she thinks she knew a lot not when daddy's there because he scares you yeah. Ah, when she had to say daddy, it's, like, I know me too. It oh, still God. it still makes me I wrote it and it makes me irate. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, it made daddy. my skin crawl. Yeah. But again, it's all and all that stuff is based on truth. I mean, we met with yeah. people we met with people who work in the human trafficking department. That's where all the Stefan Margot stuff comes from. Uh, how how they talk, what they value, how they do their work, how how pimps work, how they, you know, how they get women into sex work. Uh, it's all it's all based on reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's you know that's and the heartbreaking part. What gets me part. so sad too is how they started so quickly with that with the scissor with the this cough syrup and yeah. things, right yes. just to get them either one addicted or two already woozy. Just to chill her out. Just chill you yeah. out. Yeah. But and then you get stuck on that because you don't want to feel normal anymore. And brainwashing purposes, like she's already using a different name and like calling this guy daddy. Like that's yeah. how it begins. Like they take mm-hmm. away your identity completely. Yeah. Um, Jillian, what's Twitter saying? So we actually have some really great responses. Um, Anton Maslowski said, this episode feels like a chessboard that's frozen in time at the oh. most suspenseful part. Oh, That's lovely. Like, the, I will say this episode and the premiere, which I just finished shooting i haven't even seen i see my first cut of it tomorrow um are it's a two-parter it's it's yeah. so oh, it, you, you know do you direct yeah. that as well i did fantastic that's yeah. awesome um and then the real kayla said this show keeps it so real and doesn't really censor anything and that's what i love about it yeah. and that's kind of the consensus Thanks. i mean i feel like the viewers sort of um expect the edge now mm-hmm. which is kind of exciting because i feel like sometimes when shows are on for four seasons it can get monotonous and kind of boring and you go with the ebbs and flows of these characters but personally i feel like and i, I i've said this a million times but this show is like an escape mm-hmm. every week right. i never know what i'm gonna expect mm-hmm. we root for these people you know we i don't know it's like 
we've grown as a family together, and I feel like everybody that watches has grown to love them. Yeah. And it always I feels love nice. That. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. It always feels genuine, too, no yeah. matter yeah. what. Especially because I feel, I love that we dealt with, pro- the younger they were, we dealt with those problems. But you're getting older and things are getting more real and I, that's why we're living it with them. It's sort of, you know, it's funny. <laughs> this is basically like an insane anymore. comparison. Mm-hmm. But the Harry Potter books, yeah. you know how like they the first Harry Potter book is like a sweet little book with like where his problems are like, I'm trying to get into a closet that doesn't open. <laughs> but then like by the end, he's like confronted with <laughs> evil itself. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, it's just like, that's what growing up is. Yeah, Absolutely. I never thought about it that way, but it makes a lot of sense. Well, no, it's true. And I, <laughs> and I think that's the reason why you can stay stuck to the show because it's not necessarily the same show, nor should it be. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yes, it can't be. It yeah. can't be. And just as like a creator, the the premise of like foster care and foster kids has so much fodder for story. Mm-hmm. Did that surprise you as you were getting into the process? Like, Absolutely. We, we didn't start. That's not where we started. We started with two moms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the second question with two moms is, well, how did they make their family? Mm-hmm. And we thought, well, you know, one biological, that's interesting. Dad's still around, some baggage there, some strings, some challenges, you know. And then, and then we thought, okay, they've, they've adopted some kids and then let's bring in a new foster kid. And so we've got some kids who, who've had some time to heal and adjust, who got out of the system early. Mm -hmm. And then let's bring in some kids who, who haven't, you know, and quite frankly, you know, Callie's pretty well adjusted considering what she's been through. Right, right. Considering what she came to, you know, episode one with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, she actually has, has pulled it together pretty well. I think if we did a 100% authentic kind of exploration of what it is to be that girl who's been through that, I'm not sure we could take it, you know? So I I think, I know people are like, you know, damn it, Callie, and Mm -hmm. why don't you ever learn, and all that kind of stuff, and I'm like, because... Because there's a lot yeah, of reasons. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons I why. Think it's so sad because I feel like some people also, once you get used to it, your your body almost not craves it. You do get stuck in a in a in a chaotic state of yes. You, know? you create chaos because you, you need chaos. it. And you need it. It's the calm you... before the storm where I feel like when things are okay for her, I feel like she's not okay. Yeah. When everything's all right, she doesn't trust those moments. Yeah. She only trusts moments like being. She's had a few. She's had a few moments where she learned to trust it, but they right. have been very short lived, and I mean, that's. Yeah. I think that really is the nature of, of a human being like that Absolutely. and we see her making the same mistakes while also growing like last mm, episode yeah. she called Steph when she found the phone and that's mm-hmm. a very new Callie right, right. Mm-hmm. yeah Not, yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely there is absolute growth there is you know there are we don't we don't let Callie do anything that we can't make real sense of mm-hmm. you know today yes. you know it's, it's like Diamond Diamond feels like she's gonna die and God, she yeah. convinces us, mm-hmm. I will be killed. Right. If I don't go back and I don't bring a girl with me, I will be killed. And we know, we know, Callie doesn't, but we know that Russell has ghosted a girl before. We know, we know that he's capable of this. So we don't have any reason not to, you know, to feel like Diamond's just BSing us, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Callie has, has reached this point where she's like, I'm, I'm, I don't have anything to lose. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jail. I lost. I gambled. I took a chance on somebody and it blew up in my face right. and nobody believes me because I've got a file this thick, right. you know, and the, the deck is so stacked against her. And so, you know, I, I believe that, that to take care of this girl, to protect Christina, she's like, I'll, I'll go. My mom will come and get us, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I God. believe it. So. And then that phone is in that dang bag. Yeah. It's the I, worst. I, I... Yeah. Watching her drive by the motel. 
Well, it's, it's interesting because I, I remember back to the preview that the network showed last week where they showed Callie in a tank top and with makeup, yes. makeup on. With blue eyeshadow. So is that something that we're going to see in, in the, the premiere? premiere? That, wasn't in the pre- that wasn't in the preview last week. That's in a picture that I tweeted from oh, set. Oh, then you tweeted. Oh. That's a picture. That's a photograph that I tweeted from set. Okay. Right. That's, it was. That, it was. That, uh, that's from the premiere. From the premiere. Okay. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Uh, we'll see. My, my The thing that makes me so sad is there's, I mean, and hopefully you won't make it this way. There's just no way Callie's going to be around R- Russell without one thing, whether it's doing drugs, and I'm not talking about sipping on some scissor, or <laughs> doing something with him physically. And that's what makes me so nervous because that that's real. Yeah. And she's, yeah. she's dealt with. Um, that before. That's what I'm saying. And I'm just, uh, it's one, one time is like yeah. one thing, but twice. Can you talk as a filmmaker? I know like the feeling it creates, but I'm curious about why in terms of, uh, for example, the scene with Callie and Jude and this, they're having this really serious talk and then we've seen a lot between them um, all season, mm-hmm. but like we're getting this catch up and this is beautiful scene, this walk and talk on the beach and mm-hmm. it's just gorgeous and mm-hmm. it looks like the most beautiful like walk and talk mm-hmm. in the world, except she's revealing that she might be her life might be ruined. It, no, she doesn't, she doesn't reveal that. She doesn't. Think about the, if you think about the actual content of the scene, he asks her about it. Yeah. What she tells him is what she believed before this morning. Right. What she tells him is what the, the lawyers were advising her to do in episode 19. Yeah. She doesn't tell him that she's saying, she's saying a version of goodbye to him. Right. Without giving the details. Without, t- without letting him know that's what's happening. Oh, Interesting. Somebody tweeted, she's exhibiting suicidal behavior. Um, and I actually think there's, there's something to that, that, that people, uh, people, when they've decided they're going to kill themselves, they put everyone get around very calm and they put everyone around them at ease and they say these kind of goodbyes. It happened to a friend of mine from college. His father came and took him out to lunch and told him he loved him. And he was like, I just had the best lunch with my dad I've ever had. And the next day he jumped off a bridge. Oh and my God. And so, but Callie is doing that. It's exactly what she's exhibiting. She's, mm-hmm. but, but not because she's going to kill herself, but because she believes there's it's, this kind of irreversible over. thing. Yeah. So why, over. so um, why just like twice wise, if you don't mind saying like, why set it in this, like the most beautiful environment we could find near the school? Cause it would be, well, first of all, that is right out in front of the school. That is yeah. just, I mean, yeah. literally we were shooting in the school until three seconds before we started shooting that scene. Ow. I was, I was running. We had like 10 minutes to shoot. I was running around screaming. I'm like, go shoot, get off the beach, go action. Like I just like a minute. Cause the sun's like setting behind, like, and we know what we want. Right. So it was, it was bananas. But, um, uh, it, it, you know, it, because there's, I didn't want the episode to be so relentlessly bleak. Yeah. I want it. It was really important to me that we protect the, the, the Callie, in the face of this horror of this moment of like, I either have to take this deal or I'm taking a huge chance and I'm probably going to prison. Like it's just in the face of that, that Callie is recognizing the beauty of her life. Right. That the cow, that's what that scene in bed is about, about just looking around and just memorizing it and seeing Mariana in bed that just Callie is recognizing maybe for the first time, the beauty of her life. Because it may be taken away from her. Well, do you think singing with Brandon had anything to do with that as well? Yeah, of, of, course. Co- of course. That's all. That's that's exactly what it's about. It's that. The, it's I all. Know. It's like I need these moments, these things. You know, my heart to heart with Jude, my connection mm-hmm. with Brandon, my 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 sisterhood with Mariana. Like those are the things she's trying to lock in and yeah. feel. And trying to leave with them mm-hmm. because she also said she doesn't want that last 
thought of her to, for them yeah. to be so like bad. Yeah, yeah. she. Yeah. Does, I mean, she's why she tells Steph, "Don't let's. I don't want to tell yeah. everyone. I don't want everyone to be looking at me like all pitiful." And I just. I just want to have my day. Yeah. Right. I appreciate too that like none of the issues are trivialized. So we're dealing with prison and human trafficking and we're also dealing with this conflict between Marianne and Jesus. Yeah. You know, yes. you didn't tell me about this and I, it's all of just importance as it would be for the characters. Yeah. Yeah. This part I was dreading and I knew it. I don't know why I feel for him so much, but I knew that this is how he's going to feel. And it breaks my heart to like to see someone go through that because, like I said, we always think about the woman, and yes, it is our body and it's her choice. But at the end of the day, it's still a little bit of him, yeah. and, it's, and it sucks that he can't really say anything about it. And why wouldn't you tell me? And how frustrating! And then for Brandon to be in the mix of it, things. Like, and I mean, do you fault Emma? I mean, no, the guy was was he couldn't read. He was. Right. I mean, it was he was in the thick of like recovering from this TBI. Like I, I wouldn't have told him, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes it hard to explain that to him because that's also something that he had no no control over as well, mm-hmm. being in that accident, not right. being able um, and he is, to understand. Which and he has also dreamt up in his mind the yeah. scenario already, and mm-hmm. it's very hard to convince somebody of something when they have already decided that this is what it is. Right. And when he was going through the TBI rec- or when he was in a coma and he imagined um, Brandon and Emma hooking up. That was in his mind, and when he came out of it, he had still revisited that, Mm -hmm. and those feelings were there, and they were sort of buried, and I figured that it was going to come up again, because obviously that is like an amazing conflict there, Mm -hmm. but I thought that one of the most powerful parts of the entire situation there was uh, Jesus saying to Mariana about her Twitter... I can't believe that you thought that yeah. I was stupid enough. Like, I'm not stupid. You're the stupid one. Right. After he went through that, that whole so conflict real. about how he's insecure with himself because he doesn't think that Emma is with him for his mm-hmm. brain and all these things. And for him to finally say that and for it to be sort of uh, switched, mm-hmm. I thought that that was an important moment for him. Well, we're all we're all geniuses in different ways. Yeah. And that's <laughs> something we really believe at the Fosters. I'm not kidding. I, you know, you, you know... Some people are book smart. Some people are not. And I think Mariana and Jesus are, are two sides of, of the same coin. You know, right. she's incredibly book smart. She doesn't have the most common sense in the world. And he does. Right. He is. He does have common sense. He is sort of street smart mm-hmm. in a way that she just never has been. And, and uh, you know, therein lies the problem. He yeah. does so well in this episode. Like I was mentioning right before we started, when he when you just see Brandon and Emma talking and his the look on his face when he starts walking, it's like like it attacked him, but also you could tell it was a trigger because he created this yeah. irrational fantasy that Brandon yeah. and Emma so it, how, it just became How great is that so fake wonderful. out scene too at the beginning? You're oh, like, man. "What? Yeah. What?" Shit, what? It's yeah. Brandon. And then he wakes up. You're like, oh, thank God. We were all very, very <laughs> No, because she said that and I said, no. <laughs> and I, like, no that's I reject not that. that. <laughs> not I reject that. Exactly. Wow. I reject that. Yeah, no thanks. no thanks. Steph, you thought from the beginning that Jesus would be mad? I, yes, because just, I could only imagine. Like he said, the first thing he keeps bringing up, I'm adopted. That is su- that you have an entire different view on life, on growing up, on babies, on people, and you know, especially going through your head, why did my mom and dad leave me? And if I ever had children, I would never do that. If I ever had, uh, you know, but, and at least I'm here. At least I have my moms. Like, why? I just, the last thing in my mind was that he would be like, oh, well, that's cool. Good looking out. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it makes complete sense, but it just is not like the obvious choice that you make, right. which is why it was so exciting to watch because you say, oh, really? And oh, like it doesn't mm-hmm. catch you off guard as, really? But also because <laughs> even though <laughs> Steph and Lena are not his biological mothers, he is still his, his, uh, his mother's son. Mm-hmm. He's still a product of that family. There's no way he wouldn't have been right. hurt by it. But and simply because of how Stephanie and Lena raised him. Right. Well, I was t- speaking of the mamas, their reaction to oh. when he t- and we were just like, it, you couldn't help yeah. but like giggle yeah. because right. they were just oh, oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh. I don't know what to say like, to that. Wow. So yeah. finally, you know, we have these two people that are like keeping a secret and they're getting yep. exactly what they want for their son to come to, the, yes. to them, which is like so wonderfully worked out. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful scene I had to cut for time of the two of them in bed later that night. Um, and Steph just saying, I feel horrible. I feel horrible. Why didn't we tell him? We should have. We were afraid. We didn't want to deal with it. And we let our son down. Well, but, uh, at least they see that he went there. I mean, they they yeah. had like a sense of happiness, and even Lena wanted to hear what they were going to say. Again, this is like a product of what they've raised, and mm-hmm. they he showed very good example. Yeah, I would be. He's happy. a good. He's a yeah. good boy. He's like he just boy. he is a good boy. There's no doubt about it. I think that their response though, which was "How do you feel about it?" is the, like revolutionary, honestly, because yeah. every parent has a response. Like they'd be like, "Well, it was the right move," or like, yeah, "How dare right. she?" or something. But to ask the person who's dealing with it, "How do they feel about it?" That's that's incredible. Yeah. You know? That's our moms. Yeah. 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 And that's like that's calm. And then we fast forward to him finding out that basically everyone knew but him. Yeah. And well, that's also hurtful. Yeah. I mean, and then everyone, but it seemed like it. Yeah. And Brandon's is like the real blow, which I understand because everything else has just really upset him. And I felt like he was okay and willing to be patient with Emma to come to him, which I thought was wonderful to begin with that he was like, no, I'm going to wait for her to come to me. That's incredible. After yeah. all that brain trauma and then to find out that and then be so cool. But then um, with Brandon, I that's the one that, like, you know is going to hurt him the most and actually bring the anger out in him because Brandon facilitated her to go and get the abortion. Not right. only did he know, but he went with her, and that has to be the thing that has to kill Jesus because he wanted he to go w- with her. Exactly. He would have wanted to be the one sitting there with her. And because he had just asked him, like, uh, you know, have you ever gotten someone pregnant before? Like, it, the, the subject was around so much, yes. and that's his big brother. Again, like I said, it's his, like, father figure, someone he looks up to, someone he wants to talk to, but was being... Yeah. And, of course, it's dramatic, but there's a scene five years from now where... Jesus says, you know, in hindsight, I'm so glad that she had somebody to take her for and hold her hand. Absolutely. Did we know that Brandon took her before this? Yes, we did. We saw it. Yeah, we saw it. The waiting room. (laughs) We did. Remember? At Planned Parenthood. (laughs) It's okay, Jack. Don't worry. We got you. Oh, Planned Parenthood. I hope he's able to explain, though, that he sees her buying the tet. That's the only reason why. Right. You know? And I think, well, but I guess the moms then would have to, like, out themselves that they knew about it. But I feel like they would be able to talk to Jesus about understanding why Brandon took her. And they were proud of Brandon when he took her. Yeah. They will eventually. Yeah. Oh my, you're and right. Calls Ooh, so Annie Potts. Oh. I know. I know. My only complaint about this episode was we that we didn't hear her, her or see her. <laughs> exactly. We heard her. We well, heard her. Well, we for a second. Yeah, you heard her, but you yeah. didn't see her. We heard her. a little audio file, but I would have yeah. loved to see that, that <laughs> conversation in person. She's an expensive actress. It's cheaper that way. <laughs> she's also busy. Yeah, she's very busy. <laughs> Whatever, sure. No, that's what when know, we had Bradley on. He was like, we would love to have her more. Sure. Yeah, yeah she's wonderful. So I don't know. I, I'm glad that that happened. I'm glad that she was the one that told and owned up to it. Right. And I, it's, it was just hard. Yeah. Everybody on the cast, all the main players, have 
storylines that are meaty that go all season. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like, oh god, like why do so many? Like is it over, well, overwhelming? I do. I do most of the premieres. I do. You, generally, I direct a premiere or finale, and I write yeah. generally every premiere or finale. And and that yeah, because they're all colliding. Then yeah, I'm always like, my god, this is insane. <laughs> but when you when you parse it out over the season, it's like you know, someone's story is cresting, someone's story we're just kind of carrying. You just kind of know it's still alive. Like we weave it through. But when you get to the end, you want it all to come together. So yeah, they they got a, they have a rough go over. They have five teenagers. I mean, that's all you just have to remember. They have five exactly. teenagers. One is hard. Five is bananas. But yes. crafting the stories is that also overwhelming? Uh, sure. We have a really smart, you know, team of people doing it. Joanna Johnson, who runs the show with Brad and I, is she's a story machine. She's so brilliant and so, I mean, just like devious beyond measure and plot twists coming out of her fingernails. Like she's <laughs> so. So we're very, very lucky to have her as a part of the storytelling. I mean, you know, we she's that's that soap opera DNA. So. It is. It is. It's, it is. It's, 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 There's a third twin. <laughs> We've had you and Brad on. We need to have her on. You yeah. do need to have her on. I need to you talk do. to her. Yeah. We'll see. Wow. Season five, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. She's actually going to, I did the season five premiere. She's going to do the 5A finale. So you oh. guys should get her here for that. Yeah. That'll be a good episode for her. We'll tell her you, you had fun tonight. I, I hope. I hope. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> well, then we better get started. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the other part of the Cali storyline with the court case. Mm-hmm. We saw Mike, Danny Nucci, Stefan N. I love, love him. it. I love it. That's daddy. He's, <laughs> he's directing one too, isn't he? He's directing right now. Yeah. Oh, as yay! we speak, he is. Yeah. As we speak, literally, he is on stage with the cast right now. He's doing a great job. That's great. exciting. That's awesome. mm-hmm. You guys keep it in the family. You do. It's very I love nice. That. Oh, so much, yeah. A ton of the people that who've directed have come out of the out of the family. It's important to us. Yeah. And you know, and honestly. Mo- the best episodes we've gotten delivered have been from from people who were kind of farm team. Mm-hmm. They they because they really understand what we value and they under they they've seen it that it's not you know at the Fosters like you can't just shoot it like you shoot any teen TV show. You can't just throw a camera on it and wide, medium, close, close, and you're done with the scene. You gotta find the mess. You gotta find the humanity. You gotta find the business and the texture because otherwise the show gets really arch and melodramatic. And if mm-hmm. you if you get it grounded and you get it gritty and you get it messy, suddenly it's really human so yes. do you talk to them beforehand or? oh yeah that's okay. that's what prep is i mean it's it's a lot of of us trying to you know explain wow. to the directors what we value and how we you know how we need the stories told and, but and our cast is also amazing at it they've gotten very good at kind of clawing it you know down yeah uh, go, going back to the scene the walk and talk on the beach mm. is something like that scripted that they're walking talking on the beach mm-hmm. Be- okay because it could have easily been like on a bench outside the school right. and like been yeah. less romantic yes Okay. And been less beautiful. Yeah. Could have. Exactly. But, you know, it, it, it's life. It, there are seven people in this one home. Life is, it, for this family, is messy and chaotic and it moves. And so we, sort of the, the rule of thumb around the Fosters is don't, you know, don't square off until you have to square off. Yeah, you'll notice even at the even around the kitchen table, mm-hmm. you'll notice that someone's always getting up and getting something. Yes. Someone's always refilling a plate or getting a glass of water or taking like their dishes to the sink because that's what life is right. in a home. And and it's so much more interesting and rich to have the chaos of that than to just be like, 
Oh, so when we get an impactful Lena speech, it's because we've earned like the silence and like the quiet and the stillness. Yes. Oh wow. And that's why it's shot differently. I don't know if you noticed that. By the way, favorite shot in the whole episode. Yeah. Did you Incredible. notice the microphone yes. shot? Yes. I was going to tell you. I was, <laughs> she literally said that. She's like, "Whoa!" I actually it's, was just thinking two seconds ago. I was like, "Man, if I don't get a chance to tell him while we're doing this, I got to tell him when the show is over that that was my favorite shot." It's my favorite shot too. Yeah, I, lo- I love so it. That sweet. that 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 sh- that her walking into focus. By the way, Perfect. it seems like it's slow mo. But I actually just made her walk in slow motion. That's actually just oh. Sherry doing a slow motion walk. Oh, love it. Yeah. Love her. It's really, it's a great yeah. moment. Up to the but that's, it's, that's a different, I mean, I want that scene to feel different. I want that, that whole thing with the, you know, with the, 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 um, the parent board, it's shot completely differently than I shoot everything else on the show. Mm-hmm. It's symmetrical. Mm-hmm. It, the, the camera's still most of the time or very, very steady. It's meant to be. Um, this kind of study uh, honestly th- this is now, now ready you're gonna, I'm, I'm just like eh, totally <laughs> drinking myself off over here forgive me but like I, th- I reference like Lenny Reffenstahl's Nazi films like her fascist propaganda films mm-hmm. in it there's a shot where Lena's at the microphone and Drew and um, yeah. uh, Stratus are sitting in the foreground and that the way that's structured it's like a very famous kind of framing from Lenny Reffenstahl and like I, I wanted I wanted those scenes to feel different to feel mm-hmm. other to feel like something was being taken away from, from us right. and and, and th- I mean, that whole storyline is, is a big, big political statement about oh. the current state of yeah. affairs. Absolutely. I, I, and I loved what the kids were chanting. Loved what they were chanting. Thank you. Yeah. I, Me too. I wish I was there holding their hands and I was like, good. And I'm happy that there was white kids in line with them because yeah. that's not the point. The point is, is what's happening. And yeah. parents. That $30,000 yeah, a year. kids. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, that's adults. ridiculous. And that's the whole reason why we're not okay is because we don't have good education in regular public school systems. Yeah. So that was, I thought that was wonderful. And can I just say that I'm happy that Mariana spoke out because at the end of the day, what she went through was also trauma. And for mm-hmm. to see Mr. Stratos come to up see her let Mr. Life, Stratos have it a little bit was, no. I was, I was, yes, Me I was too. all about that. Our yes, Queen. is going to be so proud when yeah. he finds out. I know. <laughs> Can we have? She owned it. Can we have Lena speak Spanish in one of the future episodes? Because does the character speak Spanish? I just found out. It doesn't matter. She can. She can. <laughs> she can teach. She can enlighten. It's funny because because Sherry speaks Spanish beautifully. That's what I'm saying. Lena I, doesn't speak Spanish though. I know. But I want to. Steph speaks Spanish, but Lena doesn't. Oh right, she does. Oh god. I definitely. just saw one of her episodes like on Telemundo or something. I was like, yeah. oh, Sherry. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> Sherry, she speaks. Know. She speaks Spanish to her babies. I know. I love yeah. it. Te quiero, Sherry. Con todo mi corazón. I actually she'll watch tonight. So, do we think that the storyline will wrap up with the school getting rid of the new principal and Monty, like leading the way for Lena to step into principal? Oh, I love it. Who knows? I don't. I Drew. Drew no seems idea. like he's pretty smart. I don't think he's gonna just like let it go that quickly. I, I promise you it's not going to wrap up any way you think it's going to wrap up. I'll uh, tell you that right now. Great. <laughs> and also, like, how fast does something like this happen? They're cleaning the house, you know essentially. What, <laughs> like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, how, like, what what is the time frame on this? Because I feel like also sometimes with the show, I lose sight a little bit of, of time. We always have trouble with, like, age. <laughs> really? yeah. Well, we're like, how old that's is good. everybody? We do that very, <laughs> very intentionally. And yeah. I'm like, wait, like, this episode was easy. I was like, this was one day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I nailed it. Yep. Um, but I don't know, like how, right? I, I like felt relief because um, I'm neurotic. When people ask us what year we're in, we're all like, we're in 2017. <laughs> it, it's true. It's smart with the teen drama. It, you yeah. can't. Yeah. I mean, otherwise they'd all be at college. Like yeah. you know, Hayden would be in college. Like Jude would be in college. Like so, it is. It it is. It exists in its own universe, and 
and you know in and out of time yeah yep. the most shocking part of the episode was seeing Hayden stand next to Callie and he's taller than her now oh god I was I like know. oh god we're here that was in the, right in the pilot he when he hugs her he comes up to her boobs right and now he's taller than she is god. now he's all the way by the way Noah is the only one who, who he's not as tall as I, I was just having a conversation with Noah David and Hayden and I was like I am I'm 6'1 I'm not a short guy and I was like you are all as tall as I am. What is happening? Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> Our boys. Um, okay, I really, I don't know if this was intentional, but when Callie says, hey, do you want to go for a walk? Jude had like a sense of happiness and re- like there was like, a, he, he smiled like, yeah, like surprised. But because I, I, he hasn't had this like moment with her, she hasn't reached out to him, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It made me a little sad, but I was yeah. happy for him and, and I'm happy that he was able to tell her like, you know, don't tell anybody, but... Yeah. You're like low-key my hero. That's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I know, that scene right? guts me. Yeah. Guts me. And that song. Oh. Right. The song was, I, I saw Grace, uh, like she, yeah. Grace, uh, she won America's Got Talent. Mm. Grace and, Vanderwall. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Like she's going to be, she was like compared to like Taylor Swift. She's like so quirky. She's quirkier than her. Was that cool? Yeah. She's more like a cross between Taylor Swift and like Fiona Apple or something. Or like, like she's so Ingrid much Michelson edgier than Taylor She's or, Yeah. Ingrid Michaelson's yeah, a very like, good. Sh- that song was so beautiful, but we needed that moment. The yeah. first time I heard that song, I was like, I'm, I want that song and I want to use it for the Jude Cali scene on the beach. I was like, I hadn't even, I, had, I hadn't even written the scene yet and I knew <laughs> that's what it was going to be. I called my music supervisor. I was like, go get it get now. It. <laughs> it was just, I, I feel like we, um, you know, we obviously saw some nice moments from Jude and Noah this season, but mm. it was important and I think it, it grounded Jude again because he was sort of off in his own yeah. universe well, Jude's, for a while. You know, Jude's the most hormonal of the kids. Mm-hmm. He's the one who's really like still. He's like still in the throes he's of puberty, of it, and exactly. like he's you know he's he's been a little dick. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's what happens. Yeah. Like people are like I miss old Jude. I'm like I miss Jude too. That's but that's what right, happens. You miss when your kid is 14, 15. You miss your old kid because your kid is a dick. <laughs> that's just the what it is. True. And and so you know we wanted to. To honor that and tell that, and we still look for moments where he's his charming, sweet self. But mm-hmm. this—it was very much this scene was about like, let's strip that away for a minute, let's get underneath it, let's have these two characters who are you know right at the center of everything reconnect. Mm-hmm. So he's still him though, so yeah. that's what's so yeah. great because that's you know that is something that you're like oh, but whatever. And that's just so funny that you even mentioned it because just recently I was telling someone how I personally miss um, being like with my family like on a day where. You know, someone was watching TV. My mom was just cooking something. My sister was just on the phone, and I, you know, or me and my brother were f- fighting. Like that, days like that, you know. Mm. Just so it's so funny, and I and I felt for Callie when she just looked around and her name on the wall, her room, mm. her sister just sleeping there. Like she knows what Mariana looks like when she's sleeping. Ugh. That's so nice. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just it's true. Yeah, no. right? It's real moments. It is real yeah. moments. That's why. And now we live here, and we don't live near our families, and we don't get that. I do with the Fosters. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Troy. Yes. yes we have the big yes. confession. Thank God. How? I mean, let's. Mad props to to uh, to that actor. He yeah. he's yes. was he's such a great guy, and he just nailed that. Mm-hmm. He, he came did. up to me after the table read, and he was like, uh, "It says in the script that I uh, that I that I." start crying and I just want you to know that I uh, if it says it I sometimes I can't do it and I can put a lot of pressure on myself and I was like you don't have to do anything you just you just gotta surrender you just gotta let it go I said stay up all night be exhausted and just let it go and that was his first take 
Oh, oh wow. my gosh. Good for him. It was so beautiful. He was good so because beautiful. he was scaring me before a lot. Yeah. His, his aggression was just so real. And like, even that window yeah, scene. Yeah, the window scene. Remember? Yeah. I was like, oh my God, Troy, relax. Like, yeah. <laughs> By the end of his confession, I actually felt for him a little bit. Me too. Well, was, that's, you know, that's the Foster's way. Yeah. <laughs> we really, we rarely true. like a, a black and white, right. uh, you know, villain. Like, and then you remember that him. he nailed her with an axe. <laughs> right. <laughs> because I felt for a second and I was like, but he still. <laughs> But the way that he did do a good job because I was still sad because I can imagine the the act of swinging or even throwing a punch at a wall, that's normal, right? And so it just sucks because I'm thinking, oh my god, but it hit her exactly. Him being like, but I like he was just trying to be mad, like oh stupid grandma, and then. You know what I did like? Did you when just make that pop noise? I did. That was impressive. I know it sounded like it came from another world. It sounded like a sound effect they put in. Um, when Mike, I I really liked. Mike's interaction with him because he said you know this has to be weighing on you yeah, of course yeah. all these years you can't like it was just so I don't know like mm-hmm. I love Danny Nucci I think he's done a fantastic job in this half of the season mm-hmm. that we've seen him because he's gotten to do a lot of things with Anna and AJ and now this mm-hmm. and it's like he is like my little hero mm-hmm. on this show like he comes in and he has his cape on and it's like he's gonna do whatever he can to sort of make this family stay together he, cares, he roots for yeah. everybody and it's just so nice because if we remember back like he has been through some shit mm-hmm. like yeah. he was drinking heavily yeah. and his life was a mess and for to see somebody turn their life around like that so and much to be the grounded one yeah. yes and to be mm. the voice of reason yes. when he was never considered that mm-hmm. it's just like very exciting to me and even sobriety is an amazing thing it's just right. like and then the support and, and it all has to do with the support and I'm sure that that's how he feels and all these people are supportive around him and he's repaying them for, mm-hmm. for all of the things that they've put up with and done and I don't know I just really enjoy him this episode that Steph had to go deal with the diamond stuff and he was yeah. like I got this. I got, yeah just go yeah. I love yeah. that Steph when she even texted him I in my head I'm like that is still your man mm-hmm. like he's yeah. got you no matter what that's a ride or die that's true you know so it's just so impressive and so nice because he didn't have to be he could have just been hurt you know but yeah well, he was for a long of time of course yeah. right yeah. but we see him yeah. And the fans love him too. Yeah. It's like crazy. The the response that we get from like a really like meaty Danny Nucci scene or when um Kerr Smith is on. Like it's all these like I the dads. They like love it. Yeah, oh, it and, or a Brandon Quinn scene. Oh I mean oh. Yeah, it's yes. all pretty crazy. Yes. I know. So, give me a favor, take make sure he doesn't have a beard next time because I can't I can't watch it like that. It just looks so good. <laughs> it looks so good. I did not know where you were going. No, with that. Uh, no yeah. not that he didn't know because it looks we, perfect. We just have a brigade of hot dads. It's true. Yes. It's true. They they have they have to be hot to compete with our unbelievably gorgeous, kind, centered, intelligent, brilliant mothers. Sexy so, as hell too. Yeah, please. You guys, you got a good looking bunch. We yes. do. I know. It's they and know. by the way, I mean they don't look. Thank God they don't look ridiculous and like overprocessed and over made up and all of that stuff. They look like real people, but they are the most gorgeous real people you'll ever yes. see. It's like the Benetton of 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 families, <laughs> the Benetton billboard of families. And they can act. Damn, I know. It's crazy. Right. It's crazy. It We're really so lucky. Is. We're Seriously. so lucky. And they're all really good people. I mean, that's the best thing about it is they're good, kind grounded people that are connected to what the stories we're telling they're they're there you know partially because they believe in sort of the message of the show it's mm-hmm. it's such a privilege yeah. oh, I love that we have to let you go very very that shortly was a great note, I know thank you for joining us was there anything from Twitter before we 
Where you yeah, send one his um, way. A lot of people are wondering if the Brandon and Callie song is going to be released on iTunes. Not that I know of. I don't I don't think so. But I but maybe. I'll see. I'll, I'll get into it. Well, the I'll fan response it. has been insane, so yes. maybe something to consider. To consider. Uh, Dude, Great Big World gave us a nice big shout-out before the episode, too. They were so excited we used the song, oh, which I, which I, and I love them, so I was all... <laughs> when they said it, I said, are they doing with Say Something? Oh. No. <laughs> um, but but almost. Yeah, I was like... Yeah. Uh, a couple people are asking if we're going to see Kyle again. Um, I, I don't want to say. Okay. I don't want to say. Okay. 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 Oh, there's okay. more. I mean, you know, there's more to every story. It ain't exactly. no, nothing's over yet. Yeah. So he can't get that tattoo removed, though. He can Ooh. actually. Just to yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It was, it was Jesus did. He can't. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Ow, oh ow, my god. Ow, ow, ow. The layers of this show. I, just, <laughs> I have like the worst memory, so it doesn't help. Oh but. my god. <laughs> um, if people want to continue the conversation, should we send them to your Twitter? Yeah, send them to my Twitter. You're at the at the Peter Page. Oh my god. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us. And by the so way, fun. there's somebody on Insta who's not me. That's at the real Peter Page. <laughs> Ironically, it is not the real Peter Page. So <laughs> if you're if you're following, go report him. Go report him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why, why you got it? You, you do you, babe. Yeah. You do you. <laughs> you don't want to be this. Trust me. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for your love Thank and support you. of the show. Oh, it means a lot to all of us. Of course. And we are back July 11th. I believe July that's 11th. Date. Oh, oh my god. My it's god. A, it's gonna be a good one. I promise. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Steph, where can people find you? You can all find me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgine on Instagram at the Stephanie Georgie. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jillian Leff. Y'all can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Hotshot Dude. And I'm on Twitter at Jeff Masters One. That's also my birth name. We'll see you in July. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.